Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by CaliberMind. This is your podcast to learn the skills you need to succeed in leadership. Today I'm joined by Dale Swazinski, and I am excited to discuss how to start off on the right foot with your CRO. But Dale, first let's hear a bit about you and your background. I'm an ex-coder and recovering CRO. So a little bit of both. So grew up uh, very technical in nature and, and enjoyed doing coding through university. Did some implementation work when I was in my my younger days, but then went over to the dark side of sales. When I do an implementation, what I realized was like we were doing sales wrong. Like customers weren't happy. They were, they felt like everyone just wanted the commission check. I thought, oh, I'll go over and try it on the sales side. And then when I went into sales, I realized it really wasn't the sales people per se. It was really leadership and how leadership was like pushing things down from the top level. So then I was like, okay, well, let me go into leadership. And so then I went into leadership and I found out that's a whole nother realm of, of things that you kind of have to navigate, go through empathy and, and, and try to figure out how to connect one-on-one with, with your, with your team and, and figure out really what the market wants. So that's a little bit of background I've done startups through fortune 10 companies i've helped startups in seven different countries so it's kind of fun it's a fun fact but i enjoy everything revenue i was just stunned by i know a few extroverted software engineers but not too many in fact we had one at a company we didn't know he was living there until his voter registration card showed up (laughs) let's jump into it would love to hear from you what you want to see from a new marketing leader coming into an organization as a CRO. As a sales revenue CRO leader, what I'd like to see from the marketing is asking to get in the sales calls and be in the middle of the conversation, like having hearing from the customers firsthand. So there's too many times where I see a lot of marketing people making decisions, but not having the ability to have conversations with the customers, the sales team and the customer success team. So like kind of getting into every stage of the sales cycle through regular sale into post-sale and then really hearing back from the customers because a lot of times we define ideal customer profiles, buying personas, value propositions, but is it really resonating? And I think we do a bad job in the sales world, by the way, articulating that back to sales because we're always on to the next sale, onto the next customer, onto the next deal, whatever it is. And we don't spend the time to go back into, hey, marketing, maybe we need to switch it up for ABC. So if a new marketing leader was coming in, I would I would hope that they would come to me as a CRO and say, hey, you don't mind if I sit on some calls? Do you have some gong recordings? Can I listen to the, to what the customers are saying so that we can generate content based on reality? And I've seen this in early stage startups. I don't know if you've seen this beyond that genre, but um, I've seen too many people take the word of the people around them on what ICP mm-hmm. is. And there's a lot of recency bias and chasing the whale that may not be a long-term great fit, as opposed to actually digging in, looking at customer data, looking at turn data, figuring out mm-hmm. who's a good fit. And then or it may just that. be, or it may just be like they've defined the ICP 18 months ago, right? And a lot right. changes potentially in 18 months. Goals change for the organization, what you're trying to accomplish, what the churn rates are, as you were saying. Like, if we're getting high churn, then it may have started in marketing 
but we're blaming customer success, for example, like there could be, it could be sales. Like there's a lot of places we could have had challenges in that churn number. And we need to just figure out, are we marketing to the wrong people? Are we saying the wrong things? Are we promising too much in the sales side? Do we not articulate it well in the marketing side? And so what I see a lot is people are like, yeah, I have an ICP. And it's like, that's 18 months old. And it's like, you should at least in my world, the way I think about it, at least touch the document and open it every six months and like validate it. And I think I saw a recent stat that 63% of buyers feel that sales doesn't understand their problem that they're trying to solve. Sure. I don't know that that's really a, a sales issue. To me, marketing should be really digging in, analyzing those customer calls, getting on those customer calls and providing sales with additional guidance and intelligence, right? Yeah, potentially. I mean, this is, there's, there's a bit of that. And there's also a bit of being able to do a little bit of your research from a sales perspective and really know what the problem is. I think of things in fundamentals. Like, I think that's where we're, we're making the mistake. What's the original origin story? Or why did we create it? What's the value proposition around that origin story? How do you build a buying persona and an ICP for that value proposition that then people then can leverage and, and, make revenue, reduce time, like whatever the value proposition is really driving that for that individual ideal customer profile section of people. Um, so that's kind of where I go. I think we, we, we think we've built or done the foundation, but we haven't done it well enough. Right. I think that's why I do also cringe when we try to get like automated outreach sequences in place before yep. we've really done that work. It's burning yep. equity. Burning equity. And right now Google's going to burn your domain. So yeah, it, like by February, February 3rd or something like that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, the number is something like four, if three emails of a thousand get marked as spam, like they're going to mark your domain as spam. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's for individuals only. I haven't seen an official statement that says that. We'll see. Yeah. I, I wouldn't test it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Because it's not just that one or two salespeople, it's the entire company that gets shut off. So it's just not yep. worth testing it. Nope. Yep. Ooh. What are some other things that um, marketers can do to build bridges? I think it's a two-way street. Like, like yeah. We always look at one way or the other, like what can marketing or what, or what, is, what can sales do? Like let's sit down, I think even above marketing and sales, like let's align goals. Can we measure concretely how really good leads are coming into the funnel that we can close? And like, we all align and agree on it. And then we don't get back into like a pointing place like, oh, marketing, sending bad leads, sales can't close. Like let's get the communication. I always believe like aligning expectations early and visiting them often. And by often, I mean like weekly basis, right? Like we're talking about annual reviews or biannual reviews. Like let's figure that out like on a weekly, monthly basis so that we're like, once you get the snowball rolling down the hill, it's really hard to stop it. Right. So if you can set the expectations super early, like this is what I need from you, Mr. Sales leader. This is what I need from you, Mr. Marketing leader. And as a CRO, you're kind of like the, the person that could break a tie, for example, and then mm -hmm. just make sure everyone's aligned and there's, there's not eroding, but I do think it starts with like aligning on the goals and 
um, targets for both organizations and making sure that they're those are aligned. A lot of times I see marketing's goals one way and sales goals the other way, and that'll never create synergy. Oh my gosh. I can tell you from personal experience, early on, I had to set some lead goals because we mm. didn't have measurement capabilities. As soon mm -hmm. as I had the ability to tie it to pipeline and revenue, the behavior on my marketing team changed for the better. Yep. Yep. Um, I've also seen in every single company I've been in, the sales team complains about the quality of leads, marketing complains about them not following up. And when somebody in marketing starts saying, we want to improve the quality, can we sit with you and get feedback? Can we yep. add a feedback mechanism in our system? What can we do to get that better? I think everybody's really on board to- I, Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable. Like, like yeah. we, we say, think it's like unreasonable. And oh, by the way, like let's bring customer success on the, at the table and, and figure out like, if people are churning, like, why are they churning? Like, you know, it may be product, by the way, it could be a multiple of things, but if we don't know that it's potentially a bad fit, marketing's keep, will keep dumping potential opportunities or leads into the sales funnel. Salespeople are converting them. They're falling out of the bottom of the funnel from a churn perspective. And so like, if we don't get everybody at the table and be like these, this, type of customer is probably going to churn in 12, 18 months and not be profitable. Like, do we want them in our funnel? And the answer may be, we still need them at, it, depending on what stage of the company you're in. You may still need more of those people in the funnel. Um, but at least if we're all on the same page, like I used to do bi-weekly, it started weekly and then I went to bi-weekly in one of my companies to do a deal review, like a deal room. And it would be an open time because everyone's so busy, but every Friday, every other Friday, we'd have a deal room for like an hour. I would be there, all the top deals that we were important, the CEO would potentially pop in, the AE would run the deal, product would be in there, marketing could join if they wanted to, but everyone would kind of rally around a deal. And if we needed a decision from the CEO on like, are we gonna go after this deal or not? Like it starts at the top. And so if the CEO is like, yes, we need the deal, even though it may not potentially be profitable, then we're all at least aligned at that point and we can document it, push it through. And then if they churn, the reason for churn could be like, we knew they weren't really a good fit. And then you can do better moving forward because you'll have the data. Like too many people are are building go-to-markets on gut. They're like, I think this, I believe this. It's like, okay, but what does the data say? Well, the data's wrong. Okay, well, then why are we using the data? Like the data could be, the data definitely could be wrong, right? Sure. So, but we have to be more reliant on the data. I mean, we've been talking about being data-driven for 15 years now, and I think we're still insights-driven and don't really know what that looks like, but that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> <laughs> could be a whole nother, whole nother session. Oh, yeah. Dale, thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk about aligning marketing strategy with sales needs tomorrow. Where can people find you to network? Yeah, LinkedIn always, obviously. Um, and also can connect at revenue-reimagine.com is our website. I'm happy to have conversations with anybody that is looking to talk, go to market. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Revenue Marketing Report. Please tell two friends, subscribe, download, whatever you can helps. And for those of you looking for more great content like this, check out calibervine.com.